Hey, we are starting a series right now called uh, uh, Peaks and Valleys, and uh, it's, it's the, the life of Elijah. So we're, today, we're just going to actually read uh, a story of Elijah, but for the next four weeks, we're going to be diving into a lot of who he is and, and what, what God did in his life. And uh, what I, am, I firmly believe is that those that have great dreams have to go through a lot of difficult seasons. And uh, all of us have the dream of the goal, but we don't like the process. Um, and oftentimes we find ourselves in the process and wonder, God, is this you? And uh, yeah, everything that is worth having is uh, you're going to pay a price for in your life. And uh, good things don't come free. And so anyways, Elijah had an anointing unlike many people in scripture. And the price for him to get there was, was complicated. We want to talk about that today and uh, a whole bunch of other things. But so before we get started, can you all stand to your feet for the reading of God's word? Ah, this is going to be so good. Um, anyways, uh, this is uh, the beginning of the story of Elijah. Now, Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Galilee, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the word of the Lord, then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by the Kareth brook near where it enters the Jordan River and drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did just as the Lord told him and he camped beside the Kareth brook east of the Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. After, but after a while, the brook dried up, and there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Let's pray. Ah! Jesus, help. Amen. Awesome. Uh, this is First uh, Kings. Uh, this is the after uh, David had uh, was 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 had died, and First uh, Kings is, is going to be all the stories of the kings of Israel and how dumb and crazy they all were, and how David started something wonderful, and the Lord told them, "Man, you guys don't want a king. You don't want a king. Trust me, they'll lead you astray." They did just that. All just about all of them were heathen, and uh, this is before uh, the Lord had to take them captive. I want you to know that all the things that happened before, the reason why we have the scripture is so that we can gain wisdom. This is who the Lord is. This is what the Lord's doing. Things really haven't changed. And uh, the captivity that the Israelites had to go through, uh, is we're going to see these types of things in our lifetime. We get stuck in a moment in our country and we think, oh God, this is happening for the first time. It's not. This all repeats itself. And the Lord is always really just bringing people into our life to say, come back to God, come back to the Lord, come back to the Lord. And he's using each other. Uh, people will use me here, or, or people will use you to speak into my life here, even within this church. And uh, it's easy to get distracted and take your eyes off the Lord in your life. And uh, so anyways, as we open this story, uh, there's this dude that we're going to find out a little bit later becomes uh, pretty significant. His name is Ahab. And uh, Ahab and Elijah have this conversation. I don't know if it was over dinner or how it happened, but Elijah was given the opportunity to speak into Ahab's life. And he said, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain for the next few years until I give the word. 
That was in verse one here in chapter 17. And I think multiple things. As we go through this, I'm just gonna give you some of the things that I believe the Lord stood out to me that I think is important for you to be aware. One, it's important uh, that Ahab is a king. The Bible uh, would call us kings and priests uh, on the earth. I think a lot of you hold leadership positions in your offices. Uh, you, 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 the Lord has promoted you in different arenas of your life. And I think it's important for all of us to know that you wanna have people in your life that you know can hear God. Let's say that again, because I think that that's pretty important for you to know. You want to have people in your life that can hear the voice of God. Because especially when you're in leadership positions, when you get busy or you get working or you get trying really hard, you can put your head down and miss the big picture. And it's good for people to be in your life that can tell you, hey, I, you're missing it. Like, you, you can't see the floors through the trees right now. You, you, you've got your head down. And uh, I think you need to see what God's really doing in your life. Well, that was Elijah to Ahab. And uh, as I look at this, I hear I I Elijah saying one of the most craziest things to Ahab here in the passage. He says that there is a drought coming. That's the first thought that I want you to be aware of. I don't know what season you're in. If there was really a, a thought for this chapter that we're going to, really, we're going to go through most of the chapter here today, it would be about provision. And I don't know what God's doing in your life with the provisions that he's given you, but I hope that you have enough wisdom right now to store up what you can. Sometimes there's not much, you'll go through seasons where you don't have much to use at all and you're trying to do everything you can to get by. But I also want you to know that there's a lot of times in our life where we've wasted the excess. And uh, oftentimes in scripture, the, the word of the Lord will come and say, there's a famine coming. And I don't know, I'm not trying to be negative or even predict the situation, but there are famines that come and there will be famines that happen in your life. And God forbid they happen in our country. But as I look back at what happened just two years ago, it was like there was a toilet paper famine and people went crazy. And I wonder what would it really look like if there was a famine in the land. I just pray that you have a plan for the provisions that God's given you now, because later you may not have access, excess. Did I say that right? Access to the excess. That's what I was trying to say. I was, a, I was going for one of those Instagram tags right there. Um, cool. There's a drought coming, he says. Uh, and I love the way this goes down. It really, uh, it, it stirs me. He says that there will be no dew or rain for the next few years until I give the word. Whew. Takes a little courage there, doesn't it? I want to know the Lord like that. I want to be able to know that like God's going to use me to speak and what I'm about to say is matter of fact. Until you hear from me again, this is what's going down. Amen. Yeah, I want to know the Lord. I want to hear his voice. And I, I, I want to really have a culture within our church where we're not passive about wanting to know the Lord, but we're hungry and we believe that God could speak to us. Jesus said that my sheep know me and they know my voice. So I just want to make sure you know that if you're a follower of the Lord, you're designed to hear and know the voice of God in your life. And I want to be able to know his voice, not just for me, but for others. It's possible. Anyways, he says this isn't going to happen until uh, it, it, no rain will come until you see me again. 
And then what happens is in verse two, it says, then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by the Kareth brook where near uh, it enters the Jordan River, drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. Just stop there for a second. Uh, he, he says, uh, for I have commanded them to bring you food. Y'all, I want to know the Lord, uh, not just like know the Lord, but, but know him. And what's really crazy about this is that it, we know Elijah to be a great man of God. But if you were to enter into a season like this where you have nothing for an extensive period of time, what we know is that Elijah stayed there for a while till the brook dried up. That didn't happen in an hour. I want to know the Lord. And where you're going in life, you need to know that you're going to have to go through some seasons where the only way that you're going to be able to get through what you got through is if the Lord provides for you. I don't know if you've ever known. I, I can remember seasons uh, back when I was in, going to college and going to work, and I didn't have food, and I had a studio little apartment, and there was no food. I'd get home from work, and I knew, I, I don't know what I'm eating tonight. You know, I'm going to wait till payday, and I, I, I get out of my car and walk up to the front door, and there's groceries. And it's, God, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it got here, but I know it can only be you. There's going to be some seasons in your life where you're going to have to know that you're going to need God to provide from you. But what's really crazy about the body of Christ is that if we're not careful, we'll get a view that men of God, true men of God, prophets of God, or, or whatever you would call it, they don't go through hardship. They don't, they don't go through lack. Because everyone that we know that's like a man of God writes books or our TV evangelists, or are really awesome. And so they've got it all coming for themselves. They, they, they're wealthy. But here we see a man of God going through it, man. And going through it because God told him to go through it. And what if the Lord puts you, your life, in an, uncircum, an, an, an inconvenient or uncomfortable circumstance where you have to depend solely on the Lord on a daily basis? This is where Elijah's at. And he's literally being fed by the ravens. I don't know what that looked like. I had to Google it this week. A raven is like a one to three pound bird. And it's only capable of carrying food up to a pound. And so I don't know if he's robbing the crow's nest, you know, or how this food is getting to him. But I know all he's got is water. And all he's got is whatever shows up today. Whether it's mice or fish or the carcass of something. But Lord, thank you. And I want you to know that like, if you're following the Lord, you're not exempt from hard times. And Elijah was going through some hard times after he just got done meeting with the king. So I wonder like, was he drinking from a golden goblet and then eating like leftover fish carcass? Don't be confused. It's still the Lord. I don't know what the season looks like for you right now, but feast or famine He's still the same God. Amen. I walk with people every day that just lost their job and just got promoted. I walk with people all the time that are getting married and going through it, man. Possibly filing for divorce. I don't know how we're going to get through it right now. And it's the same God who walks with us. Cool. I have to... That's not all part of my notes here. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what, what, what he said is that he said, I told um, that... I commanded these ravens to feed you. 
And I, I want to live in a way where when the Lord says, I'll provide, I'll trust looking for ravens. Like, I know they're going to come because God said they're going to come. Because I don't know what the mountains are going to look like, but you'll understand that sometimes the mountains actually were the valleys. And what I mean by that is that, like, for some of us, COVID was the hardest years of our life. But looking back, they may have actually been some of the best years of our life because we encountered God and had some of the coolest moments of our life there. What if, looking back at this hard moment where Elijah had nothing, he ends up going forward for the next two to three years remembering, man, God can do anything. Remember the times when God provided by literal ravens in my life? Hmm. God's provision. I, I don't want to just know that God can provide. I want to know that God can provide. And I pray that you know the Lord in such a way that you know his promise and you know the, Lord, the word of the Lord in your life. Like, I'm going to take care of you. Does this make sense? Cool. Know the season you're in. Because the Lord went and told Ahab, look, three years, this is going to happen. And he says, it's going to happen until I, I come and tell you. And then he told him, I want you to go and wait here. And what I love is he waited there, not until the brook dried up, but until the word of the Lord came to him and said, go. And so you may have to stay there for an uncomfortable season of time. I don't know what that season of your life looks like, but Elijah was a man of God. And there's some difficult seasons that life, you may be single for an uncomfortable amount, amount of time. You may be jobless. You may have an awesome job under a really sucky boss right now. And I don't know how long the Lord's going to keep you there. But what I know is he's not worried about your feelings. He's worried about your calling and your character and what it's going to take to get you to a point where you can actually trust what he's trying to do in the process of your life. Because he's trying to get some of you to some mountains. But you're going to have to walk through some valleys to get there. And that's kingdom I thought that was really awesome. <laughs> valleys, peaks and valleys. <laughs> we all want these mountaintop experiences, but really, some of these mountaintop experiences aren't fun either. Ah, we'll get there. In the life of Elijah is going to go through some really crazy things, man. You're going to see next week, we're going to, actually, we're going to go back to this conversation that he just had with Ahab next week as he meets with Ahab on Mount Carmel. And whoo, boy, does it get interesting next week. You're gonna, some of y'all don't know. But you can read this story, it's free, it's in your Bibles. I want you to know, we value you reading your Bible. I believe with all of my heart that as oxygen is to the human, the word of God is to the believer. You can't separate a believer from the word of the Lord because if you don't have the word of the Lord in your life, who are you following? Yeah. You, you're in charge, which means you're the Lord of your life. And we don't want that. We need to follow the word of the Lord. Amen? This is, he's God, not me. God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to direct me. I need you to provide for me. I need you to show me where are we going, who are we loving, what are we reaching, what, 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 what's it going to take? And so we're going through this here. I'm going to read the next passage to you. And then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zavarephath near the city of Sidon, and, uh, for I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zavarephath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? Now, I got to tell you, I'm a man. I'm a prideful man, unfortunately. Lord, um, sorry. 
it's hard for me to ask anyone for anything. I'd rather just eat whatever the ravens are bringing today. You know what I mean? And uh, maybe this week I'll just shoot the ravens. I don't know. But I, I, I don't like to ask. This has got to be difficult. But the Lord told him to go. The Lord told him to ask. Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? And as, uh, and as she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. Jerk. Uh, but when she saw, when she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in my house. I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of a jug. And as I was gathering a few sticks to cook the, this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Hold on. Let me just stop there for a second. I don't know if this lady's being overly dramatic or not. But it sounds like she's lost hope. Let me tell you the way I'm hearing it. As as the story, um, the Lord told Elijah that he's supposed to go live with someone in this city. And he meets this lady and he's about to go and live in her home. And so she's going to take him into her home. And what's really weird about this story is... uh, it seems like she's lost hope. We're about to eat our last of food and die. Now, she may be being dramatic, but I've listened to the way some of us talk as humans, and y'all can be super dramatic too. You know what I'm talking about? Like life is, oh, everything is terrible, and I'm never going to get this to work, and I'm, I'm married to the devil, you know, and like this, this guy's terrible. Like, like we talk like we are condemned to die all the time. Like we're stuck. And newsflash, if you're a believer, you ain't been stuck a day in your life. Like there's, there's nothing he can't do. There's no situation that's got you. Like freedom is a moment away. Breakthrough is like he was risen, right? Okay, I don't know. That's what I read. So um, I want to just unpack some of this story. I don't know if husband died or they divorced or what, but I know of a big house enough for the room of, to room someone else, and it seems like they're desperate. Uh, they, they have land. She's picking up sticks. Uh, I don't know if they had to sell off their animals or sell off part of their land or sell off the resources that they would be using to make more money, but it, I get the glimpse that all hope is gone. And uh, Elijah has the nerve to ask this woman for uh, some, some food. And what's really crazy is the, what he's about to actually ask her after she says, we're about to die. Uh, you need to have people in your life that can hear the word of the Lord, one. And then you need to have people in your life that are willing to tell you like it really is and uh, pick you up from your bootstraps or just really just present like truth to you when you can't see truth. And I don't know if you're honest with you but sometimes the way you see life is not the real perspective of what the outcome God wants to do. And you, we just have a, a mentality sometimes as people to choose to be stuck. And he's about to give her the keys to this breakthrough. So she says, we want to eat our last meal and then go ahead and die. And he says, I, I don't really like what he says. I got to be honest with you. It really bothers me. Uh, but he says, well, um, then Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bit of bread for me first. Stop there. Make a little bit of bread for me first. I, 
I don't know what season you're in. Uh, you may be in the season of plenty. You may be in the season of famine. But um, we don't talk a whole lot about finances in our church. And I want you to know, I don't need you to give to our church before I say anything else. We're doing pretty good, actually. Um, last month, uh, we were able, after we paid all of our bills uh, with a church uh, put away, because we have an f- awesome financial board, uh, we put away $17,000 towards our building fund. It's awesome. Uh, and what, if you're new here for the first time, what you don't know is that we don't really take offerings. Uh, people give as they want. But it is important to talk about money. Why? Because you talk about money all the time. Everywhere you go, you talk about money. And what I believe then is if you're talking about money, you should at least, if you're a believer, have a kingdom perspective of how you're supposed to value money. Does that make sense? And so we probably do need to talk about it more than your pastor likes to talk about it. But Elijah here says to this lady who is flat broke, you should give to me first, which there's a part of me that wants to punch that dude in the eye. You know what I'm talking about? And, um, but there's a part of me that really understands what kingdom is trying to say. If we went to Malachi, he would say, bring, uh, let me take you there. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. He's going to say, if you want to understand kingdom, uh, it would say this. Malachi 3.10 is, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. For if you do, the Lord says, I'll open up the heavens for you and I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. It's almost like Elijah is testing this woman whose plan is to die. Like, I've got no other hope. There's nothing else going on. I love God. The Lord has wrecked my life. I found Christ when I was 19. Um, One of the most fascinating ways that I still find Christ in my life is in the arena of finances. Knowing that God provides for me and finds breakthrough for me and is with me I see it and it matters in a significant way in the arena of my finances. And when God says in Malachi, I want you to test me, you gotta know this is the only place in the entire Bible where God says test me. Because your money, you're gonna make more money. Don't have to worry about that. Money's gonna come. We'll spend the last of our money buying something on Amazon that you lost a week later. You know what I'm talking about? You needed it until you, you don't even like it. It was broken and you didn't ever send it back. How many of you have something that you told yourself you were going to return to Amazon and you didn't? Raise your hand. The rest of you are liars. Um, The Lord says, I want you to put me first. I don't know if you realize, but we're all trying to make money. Your week is already planned out to make money. We, we didn't plan on all the times this week we're going to pray, all the times this week we're going to read our Bible, all the times this week we're going to put God first, but we tell ourselves we love the Lord the most. When you don't tithe, God gets leftovers. He gets, he gets what's left, if anything at all. But if you want to see God provide, he is still doing miraculous things. Like he is risen. And it's awesome for me to see how much God has blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed those that put God first. You want to try this. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all of these other things will be added to you. Elijah had the goal to look at this widow who had nothing 
and say, before you go ahead and die, I need you to feed me. Now, the reason why he said that, I have to rewind it just a few verses because what we know the Lord said to him in verse eight, so the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in this village because I instructed a widow there to feed you. So he had the knowledge to tell her that if you take care of me, God's gonna take care of you. Time out. The reason why he knew that God would take care of her is because he experienced it in his own life first. He obeyed God when he had the courage to walk up to the king and say, hey, Jack, you ain't right. And because he obeyed God, the Lord provided for him when he had nothing. So now it's easier for him to look at someone else and go, I've been where you've been, where you are, and I need you to know that if you honor the Lord, he'll honor you. I want you to know, I don't know what your situation is today, but sometimes we only have two pennies and we're rubbing them together hoping things are going to get better. Probably in the situation you're in, it's not. So just give up what you got and surrender. It's actually harder when you have plenty to surrender to God than when you have lack. It's like when, when you only have two chips on the poker table, it's easy to go all in. It's hard to go all in when you got, when you got big stacks. You know, you're like, hey, I'll just risk a little. Put the Lord first. Watch what he does. He said, test me. Now, let me tell you the rest of this story. Uh, and because it, the reason why it's important is because I want to have mountaintop experiences. So you have to know what valleys look like, not just for yourself, but for those in your life. I want to know God, but I want people in my life and I want myself to find freedom. This woman found a breakthrough by putting God first in her life. And she did it with something as insignificant like money. If you don't go to church here, we don't need your money. You can give it anywhere else. Sow it to another church. It's important that you learn how to tithe. And if you don't trust the church, tithe somewhere else. But if this is your church, you need to be tithing. It's kingdom. And watch God bless you. But you don't take my word for it. Take these other folks' word name for it. They'll tell you about it later. All right, cool. Um, so this is what happens. He says, uh, feed me first. You guys still with me? He's about to become the, one of the greatest men of God to ever like walk the earth, Elijah. But he had to be fed by ravens. He had to put himself in an uncomfortable situation for long periods of time. And then he had to have the courage to walk up to a stranger and declare to her, God's will for their life. And I don't know if you've ever told someone what God wants to do in their life, but often it's an uncomfortable experience. Because most of the time they don't want to hear what you have to tell them. But if they'll obey the Lord, they can find great breakthrough. Y'all still with me? You still like me? Cool, here we go. Would you please uh, uh, bring me uh, a bite of bread too? But she said, we're just gonna go and die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and just do what you said. Make a little bit of bread for me first. Then what's left, prepare a meal for yourself and for your son. And this is what I love. For this is what the Lord says. And it's important because he obeyed God approaching the king. And I want you to understand how do you develop an ear for God's voice? We're gonna talk about this in three weeks here. Because I want to be a someone who knows God's voice. 
and his voice isn't always booming. Like, I don't believe Elijah woke up that day and God spoke to him, Elijah, this is the word of the Lord for the widow. Like, he knew the word of the Lord. Oftentimes, the word of the Lord is a still, small voice that's deep within you. You know what you know what you know, and it's just truth. And it's always backed by God's word, which is why you know God's word first. If you want to know the word of the Lord, he already wrote it. Then what's left, prepare for yourself. And then he says, for this is the word of the Lord. The God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your container. Love that. And I love that I have found that to be true again and again and again and again. There will always be oil left over. Because my friends, God provides. Let me just read to you. 800 scriptures to prove it. There's somewhere on this page here. My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 19. Let me read you another one and just let it sit on you. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God will generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Do, do you believe that? Because it, this is either the word of God or it's like nothing. But I have found God to move in little ways in my life through the arena of something that matters a great deal to me, and that is my finances. And I don't want to love money, but what I recognize is that I put a lot of effort in to gain money, but when I actually trust it to the Lord and it multiplies, it's pretty awesome. Kingdom is a weird thing. Let me take a time out from this sermon. This is not part of my notes. What you need to know is that when you've been born again, you understand that we are going to live forever. And the rules that actually have been created are different than what is happening on this earth. Everyone on this earth is fighting for more because they're scared if they lose. They need possessions because they find value in their identity, in what they look like, or how much they can have. But we find our identity in Christ. We actually find addition by subtraction. By giving, we find that we have gained. Actually, I would go as far to say that by sowing, we're reaping. By subtraction, we're multiplying. It's not even fair what gets to happen in the kingdom. And it's important for us to know that we're either spending in this world or sowing into eternity. And so I want the resources that I have and everything in my life to count. How do I sow into eternity? I sow into people's lives. I either become a consumer and buy more and need more and need more, but I just know that I know that I know that millionaires are at lack. And they still feel like they haven't got there yet because they haven't learned how to give and how to be a blessing. That the things in my life, this widow thought that all she had left was enough for her to finally die. And she didn't understand that the purpose of her life was actually to give. To be a blessing. And when you start letting go in your life and seeing that you're investing in people around you, 
Even there's a lot of part of the body of Christ that is stuck in a consumer mindset. All we want to do is consume more. But Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. We're here to be generous. We're here to give. This world will know our, us by our love for one another because we're the, why are y'all so generous? Because we've been given so much. And every time I give, I find the jar is refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled. And somehow, I don't understand it, but there's more. It's like Jesus taking this little boy's two fish and five loaves. It's like the meanest thing in the world. This little boy had two fish. <laughs> that was a glorious day for the kid. And Jesus took the two fish and somehow it multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. That little boy started off with a fishing story. He went home with a, holy crap, man. Did you see that? I am going to serve Jesus for every day of my life. That is awesome. That boy caught thousands of fish that day. Multiplication. Because Jesus is multiplying. You can either consume or you can invest. I choose to invest, not unto the things of this earth, but into eternity. Jesus said it this way, our Savior. He said, store up your treasures in heaven where rust and moth cannot destroy and thieves cannot steal them. And there where your treasure is, so will your heart be. There are some people that are worried about what's going to happen with the finances they have in the bank account. If the market crashes, you've got nothing. Give to Jesus, like so into humans. You'll never lose. You'll develop friends, which at the end of your life will cause you to feel more rich and wealthy, like dying alone without people in your life. <laughs> Telling you, that's a tough place. Cool. All right, I have to keep going here. Discover your purpose. Here's the last thought. He looked at this lady and he said, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your container. The reason why he happened to know that, he gave this woman a mountaintop experience in the midst of her valley because Elijah was willing to walk through his valley. He was willing to obey God in the midst of, I have nothing and I'll trust that you'll provide for me. That he didn't just then know God. He didn't just know that God would provide. He discovered, he knew that God was going to provide for him. And in doing so, he learned the word of the Lord for this woman. What a wonderful thing to walk into someone else's life and be able to say, you know what? I know that God is faithful and God has not left you in your situation. And you're not alone. And I know that he will provide. He will break through. And I know that he is faithful. Not because I've heard cool pastors from Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes and this awesome pastor Tim Broton, but because I've experienced it myself. I had the courage to walk with God through one of the hardest seasons of my life, and I found that, that, that man will, will, will fail you, but God is faithful. <laughs> 